This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start a week of broadcasting. And we're picking up on the theme that we started last week, and that was not being ashamed of the gospel. And just to recap some of the things we spoke about, we showed that the word ashamed in both the Greek and the Hebrew uh, points out to the fact that we might have expectations and they don't come to pass. The word also means confounded, confused, disappointed, uh, walking in reproach, being hurt, disgraced, and dishonored. And we started by talking about the life of Paul, how when we read in the book of Acts, he was imprisoned in Philippi in Acts 16, In Acts 17, he was smuggled out of Berea and mocked in Athens. He was called a fool in Corinth, and he was stoned in Galatia. Yet, despite these experiences, listen to what he wrote to the church at Rome. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it... The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as, as, as it is written. The righteous shall live by faith. We saw what, the word, what Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 26. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in, his, in God's glory, the glory of the holy saints as well. I should say the holy angels. In other words, if we're ashamed of Jesus as we walk on this earth, Jesus, when he returns, is going to be ashamed of us. We read a portion of scripture from 2 Timothy, and I'd like to repeat it now. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 to 12. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. But now now it has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. For this reason I also suffer these things, but I am not ashamed, For I know whom I have believed, and am convinced that he is able to guard that which I have entrusted to him until that day. Junie, Paul did not allow circumstances 
to cause him to be ashamed of the gospel. He stood for it and he spoke for it. And more importantly, he lived for the sake of the gospel. He was not ashamed. So we're going to continue on that theme. But this week, we're going to talk about scriptures that will cause us not to be ashamed of the gospel. We've mentioned some of them last week, but we want to go deeper into this. And remember, to be disappointed, to be hurt, to be confused, to be reproved is really all encompassed in that word, ashamed. All right, so let's look. Yeah, Jenny. I think also we brought out last week that the key to not being ashamed was having a vision. In other words, Paul didn't live for the immediate moment, but he was hidden with the Messiah and God, and he had vision of eternity. He always had his eyes on the finish line. He lived to fulfill the purposes of God and didn't think of what that would mean for himself, but he always thought about what it would mean for the Lord and also for the church and Israel. So if our vision is broadened and if we love the Lord and we're born again, we want to be transformed and live like Jesus and follow in his footsteps And we pointed out last week that Jesus made the way. He went before Paul. He went before us and even the world to the cross. And it was on the cross that he became our offering and overcame sin and death and was resurrected on the third day. But what does that mean for us? When we're born again, he sends to us his resurrected life, the spirit of truth. He sends to us the Holy Spirit that enables us to overcome. So the point being that last week we learned that when we walk in the spirit, we don't fulfill the things of the flesh. We live in the flesh, and so we're affected by that flesh but we battle the battle of faith that we might walk as the Lord walked and be filled with his life. Amen. That's good, Junie. I'm glad you added that. So let's start just at the point what you just spoke, that we need to be led by the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus was and just as Paul was and how we should be living our lives. For example, when we look at the Life of Paul, we read in Acts chapter 20, verses 22 and 23. And now behold, bound in the spirit, I am on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me, except that the Holy Spirit solemnly testifies to me in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions await me. Again, circumstances did not change Paul's being bound in the spirit. He was not ashamed. He was not fearful of what could happen to him. He was bound in the spirit of God. He walked in obedience to whatever the Holy Spirit led him. And of course, the same is true of Jesus. That's right, Shelley. Jesus too was led to Jerusalem. And the difference between Paul and Jesus and us as we follow Paul Well, like Paul said, follow me as I follow 
the Messiah or Christ, is that Jesus knew what awaited him yes. in Jerusalem. But Jesus so loved us that he came that he would give us life. We belong to the devil, and Jesus brought us back by his blood. That's the gospel. It's just the gospel. So I'm saying this to encourage every listener, and for you, Shelley, and for me. We might not know what tomorrow brings. We might not understand what um, uh, obeying God and then uh, experiencing rejection or disappointment or being cut off or uh, things that really are across. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, take up your cross and deny yourself. And so um, we might really experiences, experience trials, but the important thing to remember is our eyes to be fixed on the finish line. There's a purpose in everything, and God will turn it to the good, not only for our life, but also for the purpose of Israel and the church and for his life to be shared um, in victory. And that can be done when we are on fire for the Lord Amen. and we experience his joy even in persecution or we experience his peace even in places where we're frustrated or hurt because the Lord is always with us, Shelley. That's right. He is always with Amen. us. Amen. The reference, Junie, that you spoke about it was Luke chapter 9, verse 51 regarding Jesus. That says it came. The word says it came about when the days were approaching for him to be received up, that he steadily set his face to go to Jerusalem. In other words, it wasn't a second thought. He set his face. He was determined to go to Jerusalem, and he knew what awaited him. But nevertheless, he fulfilled the will of God, and we have to fulfill the will of God in our lives. Interestingly, Junie, we could spend weeks and months on the Spirit of God. But it's so important to be led by the Spirit and not by any other, um, our own desires or the world or circumstances. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 4, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. And there's warnings throughout the Scriptures. For example, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, it says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. In the New Testament, we also see that it says we can resist the Holy Spirit. Interestingly, the word for resist in Greek also means to oppose. If we do our thing and not obey the leading of the Holy Spirit, we are in opposition to God. I mean, there's no two ways about it. But we are sons of God if we are led by the Spirit of God. And, you know, we don't have to look beyond the life of Paul because Paul said, imitate me as I follow Christ. And the Lord himself, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. So that's one of the key ingredients needed in our lives to not be ashamed of the gospel. All right, let's go on to another vital area that will allow us not to be ashamed of the gospel. And it sounds simple, but it takes a lifetime to walk it out. That is to obey and live by the word of God. And we know that in Matthew 4, 4, the word is very simple and clear. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
And I really believe, Jenny, that when it speaks about bread, we know that bread nourishes us, but we cannot live by anything natural, but we live and move and have our being in the Lord. We don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I know there's a scripture, I think it's in Ecclesiastes. It says, cast thy bread upon the water or thy life upon the water and you'll find it after many days. And um, when we cast our life to the Holy Spirit, it's a promise of God that we will find our life in the Lord Lord. after many days. So, Lord, I really do want to pray for our listeners and for Shelley and I that we would be not only led, but obey your voice, my God. And when we hear you say, this is the way, walk in it, that we would follow what you're telling us to do. I pray that for every listener, and I pray that the eyes of our understanding would be opened. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.